professional call button and see how well we can get close to the microphone. Hello. Closer, closer, closer to the microphone. Closer to the microphone. Closer to the microphone. Always showing off as you rapping. I'm not rapping, I'm doing a beat for you to rap to. I can't rap. Get the music going. We have established this. We have the lyrics flowing. Who knows where we're going? We know where we're going. Go. In. I don't, I am awful with rapping. I get nervous and... Don't think, just speak. Don't think, just speak. Words come quickly. I, I honestly can't. Come and you don't have to think about anything. Everything just comes I, and you don't even know what you're saying. I can't, I honestly can't. Why not? I, I can't rap for the, life, for the life of me. Neither can I, have you not heard me? But you can, you, you're... You I, can... I spout words, that's the point. It's spouting words, it's filling words, it's getting all the time in, in the rhyme, in the crime. Yeah, just, it's just... the rhyming that gets me. Don't have to rhyme. It's like a poem. Sometimes they don't have to rhyme. It's like a Snow Patrol song. Sometimes it doesn't have to rhyme. It it makes me nervous. (laughs) That was one of the best references I'll ever make. (laughs) It always infuriates me. Every time I listen to a Snow Patrol song, I'll try and second-guess the lyric, even if I've heard it like a hundred times. Because, you know, one thing sounds like the end of that sentence sounds like that, so, oh, this is going to be that one. And it's like, no, it's not. It's entirely different. Because they never rhyme. Who never rhymes? Snow Patrol. Oh, oh, yeah. It's just always like... A flowing sentence. Yeah. So it's nice, but kind of like, you know, I kind of want a bit of consistency from my ABABs. Where have Snow Patrol been these days? Well, they had their greatest hits and they buggered off. Yeah. Which is good. You know, they did a really good group of... They had four great albums. Yeah. Yes, they did. Really, There's really two main album. ones that I know of. Because I remember Chasing I actually cars. got one. Uh, Chasing so Cars. One. Uh, no, no, I got. I think it was one of the one of the last. Actually, they ones. Have, yeah, they had more albums than lights before, or something. Um, the millions. Yeah, uh, million stars. That was it. There's a million oceans and universes in the stars and a thousand formations. And Linkin Park also had an album like that as well. Right. Yeah, they also had one of those like hundred million bloody bloody bloodies. <laughs> okay, I don't know which one's which. I know which one's got good music on it and which one's Linkin Park. What was your first album? Ever bought? Yeah. Blimey, I don't know. I mean, the first album, oh, you know, it was... Because I bought my brother a single as a Christmas gift and I bought myself an album because it was the same price. Right. It was, was it the second Eminem album? All right. Yeah. Woolworths at that point didn't really care about parental advisory, which was great. <laughs> so you just go and buy it. <laughs> Mine was Him, Dark Light. The Finnish band, Him. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah. I remember being into them because my friends were into them. His Infernal Majesty, is it? Probably. I yeah. can look at the uh, greatest hits I've got down there. Yeah, I quite liked him. It's like fine music. It's okay. It's like the Rasmus. I, I, it's there. I went through a bit of a goth phase at one point and I had the um, the cloth wrist things. Oh, I'd have loved to have seen that. You know those? Yeah. No, I don't know those. You know the, you know, uh, no, that's why I'd love to see it because I don't know them. They're wristbands, but they're cloth wristbands. That sounds useless. And, get and wet, got, like, get stuck. <laughs> and they've got like, um, like stuff on it. And I had one with hymns symbol on it and stuff. I had one with hymns on as well because I went to a Catholic <laughs> church. <laughs> Shall we start? <laughs> well, we already have started, haven't we? But you haven't done the intro. <sighs> the intro. This is a post-Trump world. <laughs> It's, it's been a post-Trump world for ages. No, hopefully it's a post-Trump world, and he's gone. No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks' time, he's just dead. Now now reigns the, the age of Pence. Pence. 
How much money have you got in you? I've only got pens. <laughs> if I was him, I would use that joke consistently. Like that. Consistently? Consistently. Like every time you use a joke, it's that one. So you're consistent with the joke that yeah. you use. Okay. Yeah. You have one, you have a stand-up act. <laughs> Why did the chicken cross the road? Because <laughs> he wanted some pens. That's his stage pattern. He's a good man. He's a good man. I like his approach to how to deal with homosexuality. <laughs> it's shocking. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. Politico. Spotlight. Spotting is uh, sponsoring us this week. 538, everybody. 538.com. <laughs> Hello, and uh, welcome to... Are You Movie Mad? It's a podcast. That's how you're listening to it. Yes. So you know it's a podcast. We are in the audio medium. <laughs> Although I would say we're at the audio bottom end, really. Ah, uh, we're at the audio top end. I always wanted to be on your bottom end. <laughs> Spotlight. <laughs> How many seconds are we into and already? I... I like to get things done quickly. <laughs> Spotlight. <laughs> so, welcome to the show, which asks the... Um, Immortal question. Immortal question. It goes on forever and ever and ever since the dawn of movies. Which is, are you movie mad? Oh, I thought you were going to ask what the uh, dawn of movies was. Dawn no, I would of probably movies. say the big fucking element. Well, that's soon. That's fucking soon. Oh, spotlight. <laughs> oh, no, that's fucking too soon. Oh, spotlight. <laughs> What's spot heavy? Um... Oh, it's spot heavy. Spot heavy. There's a joke in there somewhere. But I can't find it. Spotlight. <laughs> You're Johnny Ellis. I'm Johnny Ellis. Yes. <laughs> um, also known as Movie Mad. Are you Movie Mad? I am Movie oh, Mad. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, how many episodes into this? And... We keep asking. Yeah. Keep asking the same thing. Yeah. Always open up with the same joke. <laughs> it's not funny, but you know, neither is the world. <gasps> oh, it hasn't been funny for a while now. No. Not since Hillary won that election. We should probably end it this in case she doesn't win the election. <laughs> but, uh, she, she'll win the election, so it's fine. Yeah, we won't need to edit this. Okay, if we have to edit this, go Jill Stein! Yeah, there's no way Donald Trump will win. Who? Donald Trump. Oh. Gary Johnson. <laughs> Gary Libertarian Johnson. Gary Johnson. <laughs> President Gary Johnson. Oh, gosh, I hope so. I love some of his values. Like his money values. I like how he adds up. Because what does he do? He adds up to pence on the dollar. It's a but Trump joke. Are you looking forward to um, President Perlman in... Uh, 2020. In 2020. Is that what he's going to do? Apparently so. Boy, oh boy. Wait, who's he going to be his plus one? I don't know. Are Kanye? You... <laughs> or is Kanye... Is it going to be Perlman versus Kanye? Yeah. How strange would that be? <laughs> It would just, the entire political system of America would just be turned into a... Would it be Katie Segal would be his <laughs> choice for running mate? <laughs> or would it be, I don't know, Doug Jones? We're going to go down the Hellboy route instead? Could, did, could Del Toro do it? I don't think he can. No? No, because of course he's not born in yeah. America, that's the thing. That's but why I figured John Hurt wouldn't be either. Or Charlie Hunnam. Yeah. You know, those are the problems. He works with a lot of, you know, foreigners, that Perlman. Yeah. He's very friendly to foreign folk. Yeah. Doesn't give many Americans jobs. So he's definitely... I'm, I'm, I'm anti-Perlman 2020. <laughs> I don't believe in his values. 
No. Shall we go destroy his star? Does he have a star? No, he doesn't have a star. Doesn't have a star. No, why would he have a star? Because he's Hellboy twice, and I don't even—I've never even seen Hellboy, but still, he was Hellboy. No, Hellboys are coming soon because you've never seen Hellboy because you're yeah. a fucking monster. I am. You are movie mad. I am movie mad. And we're gonna have to deal with that. But now we're in winter, so it's fine. Yes. Everything's good. Everything's going. I'm Andrew Jones, by the way. You never introduced me. Sorry, you're I introduced you, but you never introduced me. We got caught up in politics. Um, I always get caught up in Andrew politics. Jones. I'm Andrew Jones. I'm a host. And you I'm wish a film you were fan. as movie mad as me. I'm more movie mad than you'll ever be. <laughs> And I'm trying to teach you to be better at being movie mad. I'll go through all my ropes with you to make sure you know how it is to be truly movie mad. <laughs> truly movie madly. Deeply. <laughs> but now it's winter. Savage Garden. <laughs> Affirmation. Now, it, now, it's, now it's winter. Yeah. I, I want a nice tail. A nice, you know, a tail around the fire. What I like in winter when I have a tail is the ability to wipe off all the sweat. Because it's getting warm and warm when you get by a campfire. Mm. That's what I like about a tail. If you were to tell me a tail, where would you set it? Probably the North Pole. North Pole? Yeah. No? Nowhere else? Nowhere else. Beginning of end. I'm just trying to set this film Nigeria, up. Nigeria, maybe. Nigeria. <laughs> a Nigerian winter's tail. North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, get some KKK rallies going. <laughs> um, you mean Congress? <laughs> Burn is what they like to do. <laughs> They're very cross. What is this week's film? I don't know. Could you tell me what this week's Oof. film might be? Oh, I believe. Oh, don't believe. <laughs> it's is, it, is it is it is it based on a William Shakespeare play, which is why the American version is just called A Winter's Tale. Could be. I don't know. I honestly don't know anything. Or is it not at all based on a Shakespeare play? But they still kept the title A Winter's Tale, even though it's not. And that's over here, to avoid confusion, in the UK, they've decided to title it... A New York Winter's Tale. A New York Winter's Tale. Differentiating it from a Stratford-upon-Avon Winter's Tale. So in America, is it just called a Winter's... called a Winter's Tale. Really? Someone has decided to ring the doorbell to say, You are right, Andrew, it is called a Winter's Tale in America. <laughs> Very bizarre. That's uh, 100 points to Andrew. Woohoo! <laughs> University challenge. <laughs> so, New York Winter's Tale. A... A New York New Winter's York. Tale. There's many Winter's Tales in New York. Yeah. It's just one of them. Yes, and this one stars Colin Farrell. And I don't know who else. I want to look up at the TV, but I don't want to spoil myself. You won't spoil yourself okay. if you look up on TV, but it stars Colin Farrell with the same haircut he sports in a Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them, currently the number one film in America and the UK. <laughs> That's a bold statement. Wait, when's this coming out? It's coming out two weeks' time. So, when is thingy Sully? Will be the number one film of the week. Do you think Sully will in two Sorry, in two D will take off? Miracle on the Hudson. Do you think Sully Miracle on the Hudson, the part of the franchise of Sully movies, will beat Fantastic Beats and Where to Find Them in three D? Imagine two weeks later. I can't imagine. Well, you know, because I've seen Sully. Yeah. I don't need to see Fantastic Beasts to know it's going to be a bigger hit. Because I've seen Sully. Yeah, but you know the and you know what box office brace for impact. <laughs> that's the magic. For, of um, Tom Hanks but we're dealing with another kind of miracle a miracle of a film that should never really exist A New York Winter's Tale A New York Winter's Tale York right, Winter's all Tale. I know about this is I think it involves time travel I think he he there's a well we've like got car- Amazon up right now because I'm not going to buy a Blu-ray of it even though I'm 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 giving it four reading- stars as a joke <laughs> I'm not reading the, uh, the synopsis I, I will read the synopsis it's oh, actually really? called on Amazon A Winter's Tale here 
set in a mythic New York City and spanning more than a century, Winter's Tale is a story of miracles, cross destinies, and the age-old battle between good and evil. So hold on, it starts on the picture. It says a New York Winter's Tale. Yep, and then. Below that, it says a Winter's Tale. Yep. And then in the description, it just says... In the description, says, they've obviously winter's, got it down even further to make winter's sure it tale. fit on the screen. But yeah, they've called it a Winter's Tale on Amazon Prime. No, no, but then in the description, they've, yeah, no, they've I taken see that. the it's, A away. Yeah, because it's, it's less than yeah. space, so they've got more screen time. <laughs> yeah, how you do, if you're looking at a mobile, hmm. it might fill up the screen more. And New York Winter's Tale is way too long, as you see on the poster. It's just really, really useless. Um, right, so it spans more, less, more, more than, than a century. century. So I think he's some sort of, I want to say angel or something. Who's the girl? She looks very generic. Yes. She's a generic girl. She's a generic girl. Yeah. My favourite of all the superheroes. <laughs> generic girl away, baby! I don't know, possibly. So, yeah, yeah, I don't... I'm hoping for something to laugh at at the very least. Yeah, but, I'm also hoping, you know, for all I know, I could be, fall in love with it. You could fall in love with it. Yeah. I don't want to tell you, I mean, you It might span more than a century, my, my I, falling in it's, love. It's but. such an interesting film, this one. Right. I'm really excited for you to... I, I, I picked this one especially because when I saw it in the cinema, I went to see it at a press screening with a friend. Right. And uh, we were giggling the entire way through the film. Oh, wow. That, and that's... there was someone else next to us who was then complaining, that was one of the worst films I've ever seen. And we just had a great time. <laughs> He's like, oh, it was really bad. We didn't, I didn't enjoy it because it was really bad. Because he had no sense of humour. Right. Whereas me and my friend were just giggling all the way through. It's like oblivion towards the end. You just start going crazy laughing at it because there's no way you can appreciate it outside of this is fucking weird. What the hell? How did this film get made? Well, what if I... I'm instantly in love with it, and I am attached to the characters, and you're just sat next to me giggling the entire time. Then I will ruin it for you because yeah. you cannot be attached to these characters. Well, you never know. I'm gonna I, I do know because I know how it opens. I'm gonna. Oh, wow. Okay. So there is no attachment. I... <laughs> Immediately you'll be like, ah, no. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try my hardest to love to this film. Hardest. Well, thank you. Uh, no, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna try my hardest to love this film now. Yeah. In a non-ironic way. But, um, but yeah, shall we kick it off? Do you want to have a guess of anyone else who might pop up in this film? Let's go through that first. Let's have a um, quick, because there's some I, big people. <sighs> big people, big people. Oh, um... Um... I can't remember his name. Who's the guy that does Hello Ladies? Merchant. Steve, Steve Merchant. Merchant. He's a big person. I'm just John Goodman. Do you want to write these down or are you just going to be pedantic and be like, yeah, famous people? Hey, they're famous. Steve Merchant is a famous Steve famous. Merchant is famous. He's loose famous. <laughs> He's in Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> He's in Logan. Bless you. Uh, you're not going to sneeze now, no, are you? No, you've stopped my sneeze. <laughs> sneeze. <laughs> I'm retracting my sneeze upon, upon the blessing of you. <laughs> That's how you stop sneezes. That is a podcast-worthy moment. <laughs> if, only, if only they could see. We should live stream this one we day. We should. We do it naked, by the way. I should tell you that as well. Spotlight. Go <laughs> <laughs> um, on, how much better can we do then? In-sync spotlighting. <laughs> <laughs> Synchronized spotlighting this year at the Olympics. I. <laughs> oh man. 
I it's honestly, at the X Games. I'm, I'm trying to think who's in it because I remember seeing the trailers and stuff, and I just avoided. There were two famous people with those trailers. I avoided it, or rather, I didn't. Actually, Academy Award winning people with the trailers. I feel like De Niro, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I don't know who else. De Niro, which is what we don't have any money moment. So if you want to pay money into the Podlose Patreon to help fund this, give us some De Niro. Yeah. That's a plug for Patreon. <laughs> and money. Money is a good thing to have. Money is always, is always nice to have. <laughs> <laughs> but who else? Who else? I honestly, I can't, my, whenever you ask this question, my mind just goes blank from actors. Mel Blank. Mel, Mel Blank. Okay, so you think Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck might make an appearance? You never know. Yeah, what's up, Colin Farrell? <laughs> You've been alive for a year? <laughs> Try a century. <laughs> this is a terrible way of living. That's my impression of Duffy Duck. Yeah, I I don't even know who the girl is. No one knows who the girl is. Is she not famous? She's like, probably famous for some people who watch, I don't know, probably TV. I think maybe she was in a Downton thing. Yeah. That's the reaction. Yeah, <laughs> ugh, who cares? If it's Downton, would uh, not, your man you know, the guest be in it, maybe? You think Dan Stevens, future Bond Dan Stevens? Future Bond, my ass. No way. Fastbender first. Fastbender will never do it because he's too famous. Dan oh. Stevens, however, did The Guest. Did you guest see that film? Is, yeah. Yeah, he's a future Bond in that film. Have you yeah. seen him? Or oh, at least a massive action hero. He yeah. should do Jason Statham movies. Mm. He's got the ability and the agility. Yeah, but I just don't want him. I, I don't want to see him taking over Jason Statham. I no, think no, no, Jason Statham to be like his best friend. Right. Come on, let's fucking do this. Okay. Bang, 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 bang. That's a gun sound. <laughs> My foley work is unprecedentedly bad. Is that, oh, is Jim Broadbent in this? I'll write Jim Broadbent down. He won't be in this. Oh. Do you know uh, why he won't be in this? Because he's going to be in it later in the podcast. Because it's set in New York and not just Brooklyn. <laughs> he only works in Brooklyn. No, oh, if only Saoirse Ronan was in this. I'm assuming she's not. She's not in this, because, again, she also only works in Brooklyn. Yeah. Sorry. Brooklyn's a very specific part, and it's not in all of New York. Why don't we just watch Brooklyn instead? Brooklyn's terrible, and New York Winter's Tale is terrible terrible. good. (laughs) You can't Uh, laugh at Brooklyn. No, you really can't. No. It's like laughing at shame. I had someone, uh, when I went to see The Descendants, someone was laughing their head off for that. A terrible film. Oh, it's not. It's terrible. George Clooney's kind of boring in it. It's just oh, nothing. I liked it. Matthew Lillard's kind of fun when he pops up. It's so boring. Um, but what's her name? The little, the the young girl. Shailene Woodley. Yeah. Just phenomenal. She steals the scream from yeah. Clooney. Sure. Not enough Rob Hubel, I say. I, no I didn't. Idea. I didn't say it to Rob Hubel when I met him, but yeah, not Who's, enough Rob Hubel in that film. I don't know who. He was his friend who he flip flops all the way over to the house of. Oh. He's George Clooney's best friend in that film, which is great, because it's like, hey, Rob Hewell's George Clooney's best friend. Sure. Although, of course, we all know Richard Kind is George Clooney's best friend. And everyone loves Richard Kind. Richard Kind's the... He's Bing Bong. Bing Bong. Oh, right. Okay. I don't... You're, you're too good with names. Richard Kind? He's, you know, Hopper's brother in A Bug's Life. Right. I haven't seen Bug's Life in years. Well, he's Hopper's brother. He's Kevin <laughs> okay. Spacey's brother okay. and, Richard, and George Clooney's best friend. Right. And, you know, Riley's imaginary best friend as well. And when he dies, we're going to sing Bing Bong songs. 
Shall we? Um, shall we get this in Guys and Dolls? We missed him in Guys and Dolls in London this year. I was very upset. Yeah. I found out too late. Shall we? Richard get... Kind was in London. Shall we get this started? Which ended up being a fantastic date. Shall we get this started before I disappoint you even more with my not knowing people's names? One more actor or actress. One more actor or actress. Okay, we should go for an actress because we've only said. Actors sure, and... but I mean, you yeah. should go for an actor because you'll probably name. You should name one of the actors who's one of the biggest, <gasps> highest-paid movie actors in the world. Highest-paid mo- movie. One of actors. the highest-paid movie actors in the world. Depp. What's the second name of that person? Johnny Depp. Depp. Johnny. You think Depp Johnny's in this? Oh, I'm just thinking highest paid actor in the world. Depp Johnny. Yeah. Okay, I've, I've heard of Johnny Depp. Jim Parsons. Depp I think we're going to leave it here, <laughs> watch the film, and slap him in the face. <laughs> Maybe not in that audio. There we go. Right, now I'm going to watch the film, and then turn off the audio. Squeaks. You have a gun? Just rubbing the place, you know. Is that still your intention? No, it isn't. Well then, I suppose the polite thing to do would be to offer you a cup of tea. <laughs> you steal things. I do steal things, yeah, from time to time. Lately, I've been having a bit of a disagreement with an old boss, though. Peter Lake. I want to kill him, and I want him to stay dead. What's the best thing you've ever stolen? I'm beginning to think I haven't stolen it yet. You are impossibly beautiful. What is your relationship to Beverly? Are you aware of her condition? She's dying. If you don't love me now, no one ever will. I've been blackening souls and crushing miracles for longer than I can remember. Yours is the kind of love that makes the world warm and light. The kind of love that can save her. You'll not be saving anyone. Is it possible to love someone so completely they simply can't die? What the fuck was that? So, I'm a Warner Brothers executive. I'm uh, sitting on a pitch. You've come to me. You've said, uh, we've got a film. Russell Crowe and uh, Colin Powell are attached. Great, I'm in. I'm, here's all the money you need. Now let's keep... Explain to me the plot. I'll take that money back. Thank you very much. Yeah, I knew it Winter's Tale. Also known as A Winter's Tale, also known as Winter's Tale... Which is what comes up on the title. There was one report when Martin Scorsese had originally purchased the film rights to Winter's Tale, but he backed out for it. He deemed it unfilmable. Steven Spielberg bought the film rights in 1983, soon after the book was released. I just... I don't even know where to begin. When questioned by the LA Times about why Warner Brothers believed that he's the right man to write and direct the film, Akiva Goldsman replied, I'm the kind of romantic that likes to find the meaning in things. Just in its natural course, life is sufficiently hard. And if you can find the hope underneath that, that there's the reason, there's a connectedness and there's some reason to it. That was a weird noise it made. Hmm. No, that's fine. And then if you can find the hope underneath that, that there's a connectedness and some reason to it, then there's some comfort in that. That's what I've learned anyway. And I think that feeling is in the movie. Um, were there any interviews for this? Like press stuff? Was it? Not in the UK. In the in the USA there was? I believe there must have been some stuff. Jesus. I, yeah, okay. Um, right, I Hello. get, I get. Welcome back. From the land of uh, New York Winter Sale. 
I get how I can watch that for the first time, right? And and it's my mistake. But how many times have you it's seen like it third. now? Third, third time. How can you see? I couldn't. First time was in the cinema, giggling around. Second time with my parents, giggling around. Third time was with you. Oh you were God. too focused to watch. I felt bad when I was trying to make fun of the film. I just... I wasn't quite sure how much you were not laughing at the film. It was very scary. You were trying I to was... make sense of it all? I think so. Oh, yeah. dear. Yeah, no. As soon as we have... Uh, Beverly Irish character. Uh, I don't know the actress's name. An Irish Russell Crowe. Well, let's not get to that yet. As soon as we have her doing her voiceover, which begins with... Stars are angel wings. Stars? What if stars were not just stars, but were stars were angels' wings flapping in the night sky? Everything is connectedness, and what if love could make you live forever? I just... Magic in light. So she plays, what's her name again? Beverly Penn. Beverly Penn. Sean Penn's sister. Who is dying of something. Consumption. Right. right. Now here's the thing. They didn't establish that straight away, did they? They said consumption a couple of times. She got the fever. At the very beginning. At the very, very beginning. Not the very, very when beginning. When the optician was there. Yeah. that's what And he sees her and he goes, oh, my sister had that too. Yeah, the fever. And I'm just there like, what? Had what? Like, beautiful woman syndrome. I don't. Did I miss something there? Did they say fever? They said they... fever a couple of times, you know. I apologise f- for the cold. This house is f- has full of fever, uh, is what William Hurt says. William Hurt, I might add. William Hurt is in this film. As father. That's his role. He is father. Mr. Father. Stern father figure who loves his daughter. Hello. I'm editor-in-chief at the Times or the Sun or whatever. <laughs> Kept changing. Yeah. There's like a couple of papers... But it was the, the Sun-Times. The, the Chicago Sun-Times. He was working with Roger Ebert. Of course. Could be. Who loved this film, I'm sure. Oh, my God. It was released after his death. Because <laughs> they couldn't put it out during his death. Because <laughs> Colin Fowler might have taken him to the princess bed, kissed him on the mouth and saved him. They could have released it before he died and it could have been well, the They could have kissed him on the mouth, couldn't they? Could have been oh. the cause of his death. Jesus. I just... So, the film starts off both in 2014 and 1895, yeah. New York City. And the annoying thing is, I couldn't remember how long it was going to be, and I was sat there, and we were about an hour and a half, nearly nearly an hour and a half, and I was just like, hold on, we haven't got to 2014 yet. There's still quite Let's talk a bit plot. To go. Let's talk plot. So, in 2014, Colin Farrell is playing Hugo Cabret, running around the Grand Central Station, going up into the wings and the uh, roof, because that's where he lives. And in 1895, his parents... Hugo? Hugo was in France, but, you know, he's teaching him in other ways. (laughs) But in uh, 1895, his parents, immigrants, are told to get out of here. You've got pulmonary embolisms going on. You're you're, you're sick. You've got the consumptions. You've got the fevers. Get out. So they they take their baby with them away from the city, but they want the baby to live in New York, don't they? How do they get the baby back to New York? Let's drown the baby. Let's put the baby into a model ship inside the ship, carve out the model ship, and then put the baby in the model ship and gently lower it into the water and hope that it finds land as opposed to, you know, the waves or sharks or anything else. They hollow out a model ship and put a baby in it and throw it in the water. I just... I don't even know what to say. And it lands in an Irish part of Brooklyn. So Colin Farrell doesn't have to do a silly accent. 
Peter just has to wear a silly, silly haircut the entire film. But Russell Crowe does. But Russell Crowe! Potato, potato! Fifth and Bogona, Russell Crowe is pearly souls. <laughs> pearly souls. Uh, He's uh, the gangster of New York, the evil gangster who runs New York. But... He's and also, well, we'll get to that. But uh, we have to we have sorry. to go from eighteen ninety five. We go to twenty f two nineteen sixteen, which puts Colin Farrell this entire film at twenty one years old. Colin Farrell, when you're watching this film, is playing a twenty one year old. <laughs> at no point do they make him look anything less than forty. <laughs> And the first thing he does when he's running away from Russell Crowe? He finds a white horse. No, a horse finds him. Horse finds a horse him. named... Horse. Horse named Horse. Who is actually... <laughs> who is actually... <laughs> Pegasus. A dog. A, dog. a white dog spirit who forms himself in the horse named oh Horse. Oh my god. And jumps and has wings and is the TriStar Company logo. Just... Why? How? (laughs) How did this get made? It's an episode, it's a podcast, and they deal with that. But, uh. How the f. Oh my god. It's something so good about this film because it's so. stupid. It's unbelievably bad. It doesn't even bother trying. That's kind of the best pit of it. Is it just you have you know it accepts its own rules and ideas and great concepts about magic and life and reality, and then we don't go along with it. So we're just going, what the fuck? It's glorious. Now there's a bit after the whole horse thing. Yeah, and he goes to this fellow who stable guy uh, who's warming his hands by a fire. The stable guy. Yeah. Was the fire CGI? I would assume so. Yeah. Everything looked, in that scene is CGI. Because very... he you know, quickly looks around after he's given money to look after the horse. And he goes, uh, Peter, you forgot your change? And then he flips the magical coin, which manages to have a CGI lens flare because Destiny has flipped a coin. Don't worry, that's going to come back again later because Destiny always flips a coin. It's all got meaning. There's something meaningful in every shot. Like in the scene, <laughs> hey, did we talk about when Pearly goes for dinner? Uh, what, when he breaks into the house? No, no, after he's... Okay, do you want to talk about breaking into the house? Uh, what, what are you talking I'm about? I'm talking about Pearly, you know, Russell Crowe. He goes for a nice, nice, nice oh, oyster what? dinner. Oh, what, when it's... <laughs> when he goes for the oyster dinner. <laughs> and he suddenly get, gets lines on his face. He gets Well, he's got the scars and they light up. And he attacks a waiter staff. And then he uses his blood. He uses his blood to paint a picture, which is you know, a, a, a hand, redhead. a redhead, and a moon. But it, don't worry, because later on we discover it's it's done in a fugue state with a virgin blood. Oh my so god! So that that waiter was unfortunately died before his time, and the, you know, and he's like, "Oh, this is the redhead we need to find. This is destiny. We have to find this redhead." It's just a painting of a you know a stick figure saying hi. Cut to next scene. She's there. One of his goons is unfolding got... a piece of paper with it. <laughs> and looks at the paper and looks at her and goes, oh, I found her. What? But don't worry, it's because Kevin Corrigan, you know, Pearlie's number two in this film, Romeo, does mention New York is not that big. Yeah. New, New York, York is, is not, not that, that big. big. 
Oh, my God. oh to be in 1916 New York, where it was very small, it was kind of intimate. It was a, it was a cottage or two. I just... It's a cottage industry. <laughs> um... So it's a love story, this film. God knows what it is, this film. This really. is a love story about uh, Beverly and Peter. Oh, they meet each other. He, She has the consumption. He has the, I want to consume you. Oh, one of my notes I put was uh, Diamond, Light, Yahtzee. Did he say Yahtzee? He said Yahtzee. Yahtzee. He figures around diamonds and uh, gems while talking to Kevin Corrigan about finding Peter Lake. And then he suddenly... Yeah. Diamonds are... You know, these gems are de- you know, wonderful things. They will help you find things. They match with moonlight. And suddenly... And they are a surveillance system. They, and suddenly oh. he says Yahtzee and the Grand Central Station pops up in some sort of holographic image of light. Yep. And this, there was an actual book of this. I I was watching it going, this can't be based on something. This has got to be an original idea that's this, not even an idea. You know, should we take a break and talk about Ikiva Goldsman? Uh, who's that? The writer-director of okay, this film. Right. Do yeah. we know who Akiva Korsman no. is? Do you want me to go through his... Uh, this is his directorial debut. Okay. But uh, as a writer and producer... Has he done anything since? Is he working on anything? Stephanie, in 2017, a drama fantasy horror, an orphan young girl with unworldly powers, is taken in by a man and woman who claim to be her parents. Who's in that? Frank Grillo, Anatov from Fringe. Cool. That's it. Oh, Jesus. Probably Will Smith will turn up. <laughs> that was out of the blue. Let's I talk, let, let's talk about... So, his writing career. We have Batman Forever. Jesus. Batman and Robin. Oh, Lost my God. in Space. A Beautiful Mind. I, Robot. Cinderella Man. Da Vinci Code. I Am Legend. Angels and Demons. Oh, that's why they mentioned Angels and Demons. And... <laughs> but let's talk more about his producerial work. Lost in Space, Deep Blue Sea, Skarsky and Hutch, Constantine, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Poseidon, I Am Legend, Hancock, to which he actually technically rewrote the film after uh, Vince Gilligan's Tonight He Comes. He rewrote it to make it a PG-13 family-friendly Will Smith vehicle. Jonah Hex, The Losers, Lone Survivor, New York Winter's Tale. Kiva Goldsman is kind of the uh, go-to rewriter for Will Smith projects. Right. He's the guy who makes Will Smith's uh, films more broader, easier to consume. <laughs> what it, you know, he's he's the hack you hire just to make sure a film is less clever and more easy to be shitty. Hello, Da Vinci Code. <laughs> I mean, that's Da Vinci Code was never really clever, but Jesus Christ. <sighs> Akiva Gosman is possibly human? On the off chance of maybe becoming, you know, a miracle one day and maybe become a star. <laughs> and thus he managed to get his friends involved in a film like this. You know, his friends like, uh, as you say, Russell Crowe and uh, Colin Farrell and Jennifer Connelly pops up. And Will Smith. And Will Smith playing the judge, a.k.a. Lucifer. Lou. Cipher. Lou. Lou. Russell Crowe oh, calls oh. him Lou at one point. <laughs> He calls the devil Lou. Hello, Lou. Hi, Lou. How's it going? Can I use you, Lou? Oh, my God. Do we need to talk about the film? Sorry? Do we need to talk about the film, no, really? I mean... I... Do you want to ask the question? I don't want to ask the question. I want to talk about... Uh, <laughs> I, I want to talk about Beverly. Can we, can we talk about... Right. So, she goes. She's living in the cold because she's got the fever. She needs to be outside at all times, you know. But, how does she die? 
<laughs> she has sex and dies. How does she die? Like Mo- just like Mean Girls predicted. Did Mean Girls specifically say Colin Farrell's dick is going to kill you? You will have sex and you will die. Don't have sex because you will die. It doesn't specifically tell you that Colin Farrell's penis is the root of all evil. <laughs> Do you think what if it was someone else's it would be, she would have been fine? Make a come over My God, this is just it was painful and it's painful talking about it. It just why would you let me watch that? Because you have to see. Why would you think that would make me? We didn't even that? get to twenty fourteen yet. Yeah, who cares? No one. He's meant no to be one. a miracle. And uh, yeah, William Hurt asks. I don't... Do you remember what we're about? I can't remember. Let's, let's, I've got the quote written down somewhere. Although, when he's in 2014, he has no mem- He's He had no memory for as long as he can remember. Yeah, that is one thing he says. Which just... Oh, my God. No, sorry. Uh, Colin Farrell asks William Hurt. Is it possible to love someone so completely that they could never die? I don't even know what to say. I. That's two hours of my life I've never getting back. And it's all your fault. Peter Lake is thrown in the water after his girlfriend dies by Russell Crowe. Wakes up. Has amnesia. Spends, you know, a hundred years drawing this red-headed girl again. And then meets Jennifer Connelly and her, his, her daughter Abby. She has cancer. The consumption. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Um, and who's back to get annoyed about it all? Russell Crowe. Yahtzee! Yahtzee, motherfucker. Reason, and he's still got his diamonds. For some reason, he's still got that accent. <laughs> and he's changed from Kevin Corrigan, Romeo, to Kevin Durand, Caesar. His grandson. 100 years later, his grandson. Let's do the math on that one. Kevin Corrigan. I would say 35 in this film. Mm. Right? Safe bet. So, 100 years later, Kevin Durand, probably about 32, 33. Yeah. Right, so that takes us back to the 1980s is when he was born. So, between 1916, when his father had to be maybe one. We'll have to save guess that. His father was thus in his... 70s when he fathered Caesar in order for this to happen at at the at the least in his 70s his father is Mick Jagger dustly <laughs> by mathematical logic there's a lot of logic going on because of course also in 2014 little willa who is the sister of beverly who is what eight maybe yeah oh, it's 6 to 8 in 1916 is in 2014 the editor-in-chief of the uh, Sun Times whatever. <laughs> so, 106, 107 years old? She looks good for age. <laughs> Who wants a chocolate milkshake, and the first thing she sees when she meets Peter Lake, she does this thing that she's always done as a child, 100 years later immediately wants to be picked up. I thought she was going to have a heart attack. I thought that It, it immediately is like, a, oh, she's she drops, 100 and something. She drops of. A folder. Folders. And I'm like, ah, this is it. She's going to die. He's going to kill her. <laughs> He's going to kill all the pen girls. <laughs> if not by sex, then by heart attacks. Oh, my... 
Oh, I just... See, I've wasted two hours. You've wasted six But don't worry, Russell Crowe... Russell Crowe wants to become mortal again so he can fight Colin Fowl to stop him from doing his miracle to save this girl's life. <laughs> and Will Smith gives him plenty of chances to back out of this. Like, yep, he's given them three chances on. to say, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. He does it. What happens? He dies. Gets stabbed in the neck by... By a, a plaque. By a plaque of the ship that yeah. <laughs> Colin Fowl's baby was <laughs> washed ashore on. <laughs> and turns into ice. This is it's without... the end of Frozen. <laughs> you want to kill a snowman? This is without a doubt one of the worst, the worst film of the podcast that I've seen. Without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, Russell, Russell Crowe looks at the girl with cancer and says, her destiny is to get skewered. <laughs> she wants a kebab. <laughs> Russell Crowe fight me on the centuries. Why did you make me watch this? It's important. It's one of the most important films oh of my, my generation. I just can't believe I wasted my time. Let's name some of the stars. Name some of the stars. Oh my Castor. god. I can't even remember. <laughs> Polaris. There's got to be so many Ursa more. Major. Ursa Minor. I gave you that one free. I don't... I didn't... Cantaloupe. That's <laughs> Lucifer. Gainsbourg. Oh my god, I just... Deeper Raya. That film's just not me out. <laughs> it's just not me out. all it's... seven stars. This film exists. This film exists and they paid money to make special effects for this film. They made, paid money to get horses trained for it. They paid money to have... Colin Farrell and Russell Crowe know how to fight. And Jessica Brown Finley and Russell and Colin Farrell have a dance sequence. <laughs> William Hurt has to learn what it's like to deal with a boiler. A furnace, in fact. That's going up in flames. Just. In their house. Just. I just. And it's left me speechless, really. It's. One of the most majestic pieces of cinema. It really does invoke that kind of. Period centric, uncynical, sentimental romance that you love so much. It's just, it's, it's a true human story. And don't forget, you know, maybe it's not just about someone who's special. Maybe we're all to the universe special, and the universe will bend over backwards through many centuries to save us all. Is what the film ends on. <sighs> maybe. Maybe. Yeah, it's been plotting for centuries not to kill us with cancer. Except, you know, everyone else dies with cancer, just, just, just this girl. Well, if the universe can bend over backwards to make this film exist, then it can do anything, can't it? It can make Trump president. Yeah. See Kyle. But that would never happen. It's a good job we record it, yeah, months in advance. Yeah. Yeah. So, Johnny, I can tell that you're buying a Blu-ray of it on Amazon oh right now, God. which is pretty impressive. I do impressive. want to see if there's any special editions, special special uh, features, no, like interviews. There's no. not much. Director's it's commentary. It's all UK stuff. No, there's no commentary. It's no. all very, you know, on the set. It's a wonderful film. I'm glad to be a part of it. When I saw the script, I'm sure I said it was okay. They showed me how much I'd get paid. Hi, I'm Russell Crowe. Pearly. Potato, potato, faith and bagana. The troubles. Go and ask it. <laughs> Your destiny might be to be get skewered. Would you like to be skewered? I'll skewer you now, mortal. Come on, horse named horse. He's a dog. 
A coward's. How close to the book is it? I know I don't want to read the book, but I just want to know. Uh, what I read when it came out was I was so befuddled because apparently the whole devil stuff was not in the book. <laughs> That's the thing that was adapted in. It's like what? That's the thing I thought was most like the book because I assume there's no way you can invent that and try and pass it off as something original because that's the worst part. But no, apparently that was Akiva trying to find a thing for Will Smith so he could have his friend there. Oh, God. Yeah. Are you mad about this movie or are you movie mad? I am mad. I am so, so mad about this movie. Good, let's watch it again. No. Let's watch it from the start. Let's quote along. No. Oh, boy. I just... I need a long nap. <laughs> but in the snow, because of your consumption. Yes. Yeah. Let's not freeze to death. Let's have sex and die. <laughs> oh, to be Beverly Penn. <laughs> well, what are we doing next week? Something better, please. Is it going to be something better? I, oh, nothing can be worse. Well... <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah. yeah. No, I, oh, please I, don't tell me off. Just challenge you now. I'm tempted to find something. <laughs> I was trying to rearrange everything we've done. Should I? Should I not? Oh, it's so hard. Spotlight. Yep. Yep, knew that was coming. Oh, man. No, I didn't do it that time. Um, no, next week is... Uh, I think you'll, it's a more of an appeasal. Okay. It'll make you feel better. Makes everyone feel better. If only you were Spotlight. watching it right after. Uh, but we have to wait a week. We have to wait a week. Yeah. You've got to sit with this for a week. Oh my god. <laughs> Come on, Peter Leg. I'm pearly souls. I can do an Irish accent. I'm playing Robin Hood today again. I've asked G. I'm from Yorkshire. Hello. Russell Crowe. I feel like I need Academy to... Award winner. I feel like I need to spend the rest of my life with my head in my hands. I am not entertained. I am Maximus Glutinous Bugger. Oh I am Pearly Souls, killer of queens. So, find the redhead. <laughs> find this girl. Where can people find you? Watching a New York Winter's Tale on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Anywhere else? Uh, probably on Twitter, Ethan Run, tweeting about a New York Winter's Tale <laughs> as I rewatch it again and again and again. What about you? When will you be able to watch New York Winter's Tale with me? On my deathbed. Okay, well, I'll kiss you so you don't die, and then I will watch it again with you, and you'll never die again, because oh. my miracle is to keep you alive so you can watch a New York Winter's Tale ever and ever and ever and ever again. I can also be found on Twitter. Ugh. Searching for something to take my mind off this awful, awful film. As at movie underscore mad. I'm on Instagram as at movie underscore mad. Ugh, Instagram. Where Who uses I Instagram? Post pictures of the films I go see. Like, like New Quinter's Tale. Like, I am Quinter's going Tale. to see, or I, yeah, I'm going to see Napoleon. Tale. A New York Quinter's Tale. Five and a half hours of Napoleon. Five and a half and hours that, of New Quinter's Tale. And that would be more entertaining, I'm pretty damn sure. No one else seems to want to go with me. No though. one wants to go and watch <laughs> nothing that's not a New York Winter's Tale. <laughs> Five and a half hours of that film, could you imagine? Oh, Just me taking a ride with horse for a while. It's be great. For any complaints um, yes. about Andrew showing me this awful, awful film. I show you a lot of awful them... things. But, oh, you know, no, but this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Finally, I've beat my penis. <laughs> <Spotlight>. <laughs> if you have any complaints, 
Send them to areyoumoviemad at hotmail.com. Yep. That you sounds right. Mighty.co.uk. Give them both a try. See what comes back and says no. See which one unleashes the mailer demon. Um, we are also on Twitter as at areyoumovie underscore mad. Underscore indeed. We are also on Instagram as Ooh. at areyoumovie underscore mad. I don't care for that one. Well, you know. No, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't it's, care. It's there. Yeah, it's there. It like exists. it's in Winter's Tale. You don't have to watch it. You don't have to look at it. But sometimes it's worth I it. Need, I need to go and take my mind off this. Now, how would it be when we take the Instagram picture for this film? Oh, God. Yeah, that's still coming. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll do, just do it as the stars. We'll do a picture of the stars. <laughs> say it's new Winter's Tale. All right. Is that it for your adventure between Purdy, Shaw, Pauly Souls and Peter Legg? Do you not want to talk any more about it? <laughs> no, I'm going to go and spend the rest of the week bashing my Having a cold shower to deal with your consumption. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> oh my god. I'm a 170 year old woman who wants a chocolate <laughs> milkshake. Let's have a cup of tea. And talk about the Winter's Tale for the rest of our life. See you next week. Bye. Are You Movie Mad is part of the Podnose Network, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network. Produced and edited by Andrew Jones, executive producer George Grimwood. To find out more about Podnose's network, go to www.podnose.com. Thank you.